0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of build the weight loss practice of your dreams. I have a really special guest on today and he's special to me because I actually utilize a lot of his research when I'm doing different presentations, or when I'm researching things. And if you were on my last webinar that I did, you actually saw a whole slide with his information. He is truly a, you know, I'm a numbers person, but he is the real deal in terms of numbers. And that is John LaRosa, and he is president and lead consultant with Market Data Enterprises, and they actually create a lot of research. I'm going to let him tell you the details, but he's the one who actually takes what's going on in the world, turns it into something that makes total sense, and also the great thing about it is it can be predictive in terms of trends, what happened and then what to expect for the future, and he always has his finger on the pulse. And so he does a lot of research, but we're going to focus today on research related to the weight loss industry. So this is information I know everybody is going to really enjoy uh, hearing about. And um, he also has the world's largest store for uh, market research, and it's pretty amazing. So John, I'm gonna let you take it from here. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are today uh, with yourself and also your corporation.
1: Sure. Thank you for having me, Joe. I originally was uh, going to be a teacher. I was gonna be a Spanish teacher, a language teacher. And I found after a year of teaching that I really didn't like it, it didn't stimulate me. And the pay was terrible. (laughs) So I decided (laughs) to switch to business and I got an MBA in marketing in New York where I grew up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went into the field of market research. Uh, When I got out of college, way back in 1977, I started working for a small market research company and I just loved the work. It was like being an investigative journalist and putting all the pieces of a puzzle together about an industry or a market and I just love that. So I've been in the field of market research now for over 40 years and I've been uh, looking at the weight loss market since 1989. I did work for four companies between 1977 and 1987, including a trade association, before going out on my own in 1987 and forming market data. So, the way I got into looking at the weight loss market was originally I was doing reports about the electronics industry, and I found that there was a lot of competition, there were a lot of other publishing companies doing reports about electronics and electronic components. And I decided to diversify and look at other markets, especially ones that didn't have a trade association and where there was no rapport, there was no information about that market. So in 1989, uh, I was looking at uh, TV and I, I was looking at uh, Oprah Winfrey at the time And she was uh, fasting using a program called Optifast, which, you know, is a liquid protein diet, fasting diet. And she lost something like 70 pounds on it, which was a dramatic weight loss. And uh, I I began to get curious about the weight loss market and all the articles and, um, and shows that were being done about it. And at that time, there was some question about the... Uh, integrity of some of the weight loss companies and some of the deceptive advertising claims that were being put forth. So I found out that there was no trade association, no one representing the industry, and no one really knew how big it was or how fast it was growing. So that's mm-hmm. when I decided to do the first report, uh, an in-depth analysis of all segments of the weight loss market, including the medical programs, the commercial, the retail products, diet or demographics, diet, soft drinks, health clubs, the whole ball of wax. So we came out with a report that was considered the definitive report about the industry. And it wound up being used by congressional subcommittees in 1990 that were investigating some of the industry's marketing practices. Mm. So that's how I got the start. And we've been doing this large report every two years since then, since 1989.
0: Wow, I actually didn't realize that history. So that's amazing. That's very fascinating. Tell us a little bit about how do you uh, gather your data primarily and then, of course, uh, a little bit about interpretation.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we try to leave no stone unturned and we we try to get a a wide variety of sources that look at the market from different viewpoints. We looked at uh, government agencies and any surveys they may have done. We look at trade associations. We look at annual reports, if it's a publicly owned company, press releases, internet searches, websites. We do telephone surveys with top management. Uh, So all of those Form the database of information that we put together, and then we try from that we try to um, identify emerging trends and where the market is going, and we try to forecast the growth or contraction of the industry and what what are the factors affecting it. So it's really a um, um, a comprehensive investigation from a wide variety of of information sources. Right, wow.
0: Well, I have to, for one, I'm very glad that you do that because it's so, I can imagine how time consuming that is. I mean, it takes, I can imagine to gather all that data and then to sit down and really interpret it uh, and be an objective force for that.
1: Yeah, and I should mention that we're not commissioned or funded by anyone to do this research. We're completely independent, so Mm -hmm. it's unbiased and objective information. And that's why people buy our reports.
0: Wow. You know, I think something, you know, sometimes you only know what you know, whatever you're, wherever you're working. So I think a lot of the listeners would be really interested because you have much a much broader vision of this. And we may just know medical weight loss or just surgical weight loss or just some of the retail sort of that sort of thing. Can you break it down in the uh, current industry? How is it divided by different uh weight loss providers, from big box to, you know, uh, medically supervised to the different yeah. options that people have out there, because it really is vast. And it's amazing to me sometimes we have physicians who I just respect so much, they've spent years and they have the research and they know what they're doing with their patients. And yet sometimes, you know, people will um, you know, they'll utilize, other sort of fad things or, you know, just whatever looks good from a marketing perspective, like you're talking about, um, how does it break down for the weight loss industry in terms of market share?
1: Well, uh, you know, when most people think about the weight loss market, they think about the uh, companies like Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig, And those are the ones that you see advertised the most because they have the biggest marketing budgets to to spend on national tv ad campaigns so that segment of the market uh, well the total market is probably about 70 or 72 billion dollars right now when you consider the revenues of health clubs and diet soft drinks and artificial sweeteners and diet foods and medical programs and commercial programs The commercial programs, like I just mentioned, like Weight Watchers, constitute about a $4 billion share of that 70 billion. So it's kind of small, but some people may not consider the revenues of health clubs to be part of the market, but we do. Um, Then you have the, um, the medical weight loss programs, including bariatric surgery, which probably accounts for another seven to $8 billion when you consider the surgery, the prescription diet drugs, the bariatricians, which are now called obesity medical uh, medicine specialists, they changed the term, Um, and the VLCD programs, which stands for very low calorie diets, Uh, and the medical chains, which are like uh, regional chains of franchises operated by uh, probably 10 or 12 different companies. Then you have um, diet um, entrees and, and dinner entrees that are locale meals like Lean Cuisine. Uh, that's another couple of billion. You have meal replacements like shakes and nutrition bars such as Slim Fast and Atkins Nutritionals. That constitutes another $4 billion of the market. So, you know, th- those are some of the big pieces. Um, the health clubs industry, by the way, their revenues dropped about 35% last year because of the pandemic, but they're a $22 billion chunk. And the diet soft drinks is about another 19 and a half billion.
0: Wow. So if I hear you correctly, then health clubs are uh, actually have the largest portion of that? The 22 billion?
1: Yeah, well, we, we like I said, we consider them part of the weight loss market because sure. we figure that people are going to a health club to either lose weight or maintain weight, yeah. and not just to look good and get muscles. Right,
0: so- and it is expensive, yeah. health clubs are, I mean, Seems like everything's expensive nowadays, but that definitely is something that is um, expensive. Since you since you have your finger on the pulse, tell me a little bit about what you've seen in your research from uh, outcomes from the pandemic and how that affected the various uh, different areas of weight loss.
1: Well, yeah, some, uh, of, of course, a lot of the weight loss clinics and centers were closed for part of the year. Mm -hmm. And we think that the medical weight loss programs uh, probably saw a twenty five or twenty seven percent decline in revenues because Mm -hmm. of of those closures and uh, seeing less patients. Of course, they were able to see patients virtually through Zoom meetings. And so they may have actually seen uh, an increase in the number of patients last year. But overall, you know, it was it was a horrible year for many industries, and the weight loss market is no exception. Right. So, um, so some of the the mega trends that uh, I think apply to dieters now is, is that you see people want to eat clean with you know uh, no artificial ingredients, and millennials especially are um, they want to eat clean, and and this trend definitely affects millennials as a group. And millennials are now the largest population group, uh, even bigger than baby boomers. So they're going to represent the new generation of dieters going going forward. Uh, Consumers also want high protein foods and drinks. And they have been in this trend for a couple of years now. Uh, We're also in a do-it-yourself diet cycle where 85% of dieters don't join a structured uh, weight loss program and they use things like meal replacements and easily obtainable diet products that they can get through retail or multi-level marketing. Um, People are exercising at home more. They're buying home exercise equipment. They're using apps like Noom and MyFitnessPal using equipment like uh, tonal and mirror Um, and dyers are also looking for convenience and safety the home delivery of foods that's why Nutrisystem held up well last year because they don't have any weight loss centers they they just deliver the food to your home and they provide uh, counseling by phone so um, more consumers are using mail order they're using internet Uh, websites and home delivery services like Nutrisystem and others to get their weight loss products. So those are some of the trends that we've seen last year and this year.
0: Yeah, well, I think that is actually it's very eye opening. Um, I don't think it's necessarily surprising, but eye opening in a way that it requires those that provide medical weight loss or any sort of weight loss services. You're going to have to take all of that into account as you're creating your programs, as you're selecting your products, as you're determining how you're going to deliver your services and how you're going to be coaching your patients and uh-huh. what you're going to include in your program. That sort of thing, because it's an ever changing environment out there and if you're not keeping up with it, last year I know I spent a lot of time with practices helping them pivot to online and apps and membership programs and things uh, that they could do in their practice for retail sales and for their coaching and all that sort of thing virtually. So uh, it it's one of those things we, it just seems to be changing all the time. It's hard to keep up, but those trends that you just mentioned um, are really important for everyone to take to heart. Uh, and I know you see a lot of things and I get asked this question and I don't have as broad of, a, I mean, I work with practices across the U S but I don't have that scientific d- data that like you do, but what do you see as sort of the, um, typical gross revenues for medical weight loss programs, uh, versus profit, that sort of thing. What do you see in your research? Is that something that you're able to actually, uh, obtain a, some solid data for
1: yeah, um, because there, like I mentioned, there are uh, about 12 companies that sell medical weight loss franchises. And mm-hmm. we can obtain their franchise disclosure documents where they have the typical earnings of a franchise and sure. typical earnings per center and their expenses and so forth. So here's a couple of facts about medical weight loss programs that I, I think your listeners will appreciate and probably don't know about. But we find that the average medical weight loss program grosses about 560,000 per year with a gross profit margin of about 36%. Now I'm sure as a consultant, you know many uh, companies and weight loss practices do more than that. Some do well over a million dollars, some do less, but the average, the the median is about 560,000. Um, A typical medical weight loss program, as far as the cost to the consumer, costs about $850 to $1,200 for a four-month program, and most people go on a weight loss program for 12 to 16 weeks. Uh, It can run as high as $3,500, depending on the amount of products that they buy and and how long they stay on the plan and the, the amount of coaching that they receive or counseling there are a variety of different types of weight loss companies. You have regional chains like Lindora and Medical Weight Loss of Michigan and Dr. G's and a bunch of others. There's 12 franchise companies that we've been able to identify and a few licensees also. Then you have hospital-based programs. You have individual Doctors with a weight loss program who may be an internist or a general practitioner or a family doctor, and then you have the MDs that specialize in treating obesity, who are called bariatricians or obesity medicine specialists. Mm-hmm. So you've got about four or five different um, places where you can find a medical weight loss program, and 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 you know that's the structure of of the uh, of the market and uh, as i said uh, before i th- we think that the revenues of the medical weight loss programs last year probably fell about 27% and we think that this year they will recover about half of that loss because this year it's kind of a year of two different halves we're still don't have all the americans vaccinated and they probably won't be until the end of june or july so the first half of the year is still going to be kind of rough in terms of getting patients to come in again but then the second half of the year we'll probably have a lot of pent-up demand and you'll see a rush of patients coming in that gained all of that weight last year and are really motivated to join a program and and lose the weight and we'll see that in the second half of this year. Right.
0: Well, I really respect your um, your data and, and what you're saying there. Uh, I know it, it can be different, of course, in different pockets of the country and uh, depending on um, what people are doing. And I and I saw practices last year who did the same or even more, depending on how they pivoted during that. And then, of course, the majority, I, I do agree with you, I think um, probably did see that that fall off. Um, and uh, it's good to it, it's I, I really like at least hearing it from you because it's it's such a solid uh, data that you're you're presenting for everybody. Um, that's, that's interesting. And then for, I know for us, even for like weight loss surgery, we were shut down for a couple months last year. And even this year, we're still restricted uh, starting January 1st, when um, they they started restricting us again, it has not been fully lifted yet. So Mm -hmm. definitely some, some things with that. It's a matter of, uh, I always tell clinicians, it's really a matter of not uh, really wringing your hands. It's a time to jump in there and figure out how you can support your patients, keep them on track, still attract more patients, keep them moving through, uh, that whole system that you have and do that in a real creative way. And, um, that's been really helpful, I think for, uh, for the, for the medical weight loss physicians and surgical weight loss, uh, the bariatric surgeons as well. So any other, uh, tips that you might be able to share or ideas that you have or thoughts about, um, medical weight loss specifically, uh, most of the audience is, um, are you know board certified um, bariatricians or obesity medicine specialists and bariatric surgeons? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any uh, anything else specific to that industry that you see? And any. Um, You know, I think it's hard to be. You know, you compete against these big things. So I always teach people how to, you know, not to compare yourself to the big box places. You just can't. You can't. It's like as a, if you're an independent bariatric surgeon, you can't compare yourself to a health system you don't have as deep a pocket. So you have to do things in a really unique, different way, and um, build that relationship really solidly and strongly with your patients. Is there any other advice that you have in order to help maintain our current market share and increase it in the uh, over the short and long term?
1: Yeah, I think there are several areas of opportunity that uh, doctors that are interested in weight loss should look at, uh, especially treating people that have diabetes or pre-diabetes. I mean, the obesity levels in America are have record highs, 42.5% now are obese, and it doesn't seem to be declining. So, you know, this is gonna be with us for a long time into the future. Uh, Treating women with hormone imbalance uh, Mm -hmm. tends to lead to weight gain. Um, Reaching more patients through virtual meetings such as Zoom. And I should mention that virtual meetings are now covered by health insurance, just like in-person visits are. So, you know, that's a change. And uh, MDs may be thinking, oh, if I do a, a meeting over the phone or virtually, it's not gonna be covered by insurance, it is. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Um, there's gonna be a pent up demand this year for weight loss uh, services of all kinds. And uh, it's now apparent that obesity is directly related to more serious cases of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think consumers in general are more concerned about their health and maintaining their health and wellness. So uh, I think they may take weight loss programs more seriously. Um, Also, another area of opportunity for doctors is educating patients about various ways that they can pay for a medical weight loss program that they may not be aware of. And I, I would venture to say that a lot of doctors themselves are not aware of this. Uh, care credit accounts which offer installment um, plans to pay for a medical weight loss program. The Affordable Care Act or Obamacare has a uh, preventative health benefit which is worth sixteen hundred dollars per year in uh, wellness services and that covers weight loss. Uh, That can be used to uh, pay for a program. Health savings accounts and flexible savings accounts and even IRS tax credits. So where some consumers may think that a medical weight loss program is more expensive than a commercial program like Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig, in many cases, it's not. So that's an opportunity for MDs to educate the public that it's an affordable program for them if they take advantage of these credits. Sure.
0: I don't think I've ever seen, uh, you probably have this number, but I've not read it in any of your data, but do you know for uh, medical weight loss, what percentage is uh, insurance-based versus cash-based? Do you mm-hmm. have any
1: data for that? I haven't seen any data on that. I do know that um, the um, if you have a, a food, uh, uh, company foods, you know, like a, If you have a medical weight loss program that's that's selling diet foods or meal replacements like shakes and nutrition bars, that part of it is not covered. It's just the um, initial exam with the MD, the lab tests, the counseling, the coaching, the service part of the program is reimbursed, but not any ingestible items like foods or supplements.
0: Right, right. And it seems as if, Reimbursements are tending to go down, which is a deterrent, you know, it's uh, a difficult state for the physician who's providing it's it's very labor and time intensive and then reimbursements are going down which has been um, a problem I work with both cash pay cash pay based uh, weight loss programs as well as insurance and I think uh, for anyone out there listening, I mean, the biggest thing is to, uh, have your vision in mind, know who you want to work with and then, you know, differentiate yourself. So if everyone else in town is doing cash pay, then differentiate yourself that you're, you accept insurance. Uh, and for those that are cash pay, you know, kind of just really talk about what it is that you're offering in a unique way that helps justify the cost, uh, to the patient. So there's lots of uh, different ways to do that, but, um, but I just had to ask that as but since I had you right here, I had to take advantage of the opportunity to ask you that Um, you've really done now you, you not only do research in uh, weight loss when I was, your whole corporation actually does it across many different um, arenas, right? Uh,
1: Yeah. We, we cover a wide variety of uh, service and healthcare sectors. Everything from commercial cleaning services to daycare centers to collection agencies, um, med spas, you know, it, mostly healthcare. Yeah. Um, but the weight loss market has been our specialty, yeah. our main specialty since 1989. So yeah. uh, we do a lot of uh, consulting and custom research, and I do a lot of teleconference calls with people who. Uh, want to start a weight loss program or invest in it or um, they may be investing in weight loss stocks like Weight Watchers or um, Fast or Herbalife and they want a status report of the market. So yeah, we're pretty diversified in terms of the service sectors that we cover. Right. Uh, I just want to make a couple of predictions for the the market, uh, if I may. Love that. Um, I think... um, The weight loss programs that I think will survive and grow are the ones that provide a mix of virtual and in-person services. Mm -hmm. You can't really offer just one or the other. I think today you have to offer both. Uh, I think competition is going to increase. It's a very crowded market and it always always has been for the last 30 years. And especially from new high-tech startups, we're going to see more, virtual companies like Noom emerge backed by venture capital. And I think we're going to see more consolidation of medical weight loss programs, more local and regional clinics and chains and physician practices will be combined to increase their research and uh, their reach and efficiency and their marketing clout. So I think those are three main Uh, trends or uh, future predictions that that we have.
0: I Uh, tend to agree with those. And then it's a matter of how do you, you know, how do you embrace change and, um, you know, and make it through that, those predictions. But I do uh, tend to agree with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wow, you have just shared a lot of information to help people prepare for the future, understand what's been happening, understand where the market is going. And really, I think, given a broader viewpoint, uh, even though we all know that there's lots of uh, different competitors out there, really how that all plays out in the market. So that's been really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about... um, you know, some of the services that you provide. So talk a little bit more about that and how people can uh, reach out to you or, or,
1: or your company. Sure. Uh, well, as I said, we've been looking at the weight loss market for 32 years. We've published about 50 some odd in-depth market research reports about the market covering all nine segments. Like I mentioned, medical, commercial, retail, multi-level marketing. And these reports help physicians who are new to weight loss to understand, to really get a deep understanding of who they're competing with, and what kind of programs are out there, and what they're charging, and how profitable they are, um, and what what untapped market niches may be out there waiting to be served. So. We even wrote a guide on how to launch a successful medical weight loss program, which we have available. Uh, The largest report that we do, which I'm updating now, about a week away from releasing, is called the U.S. Weight Loss and Diet Control Market. And uh, that's going to be something like a 400-page analysis with profiles of all the leading players from Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, all the medical chains, the franchises, Atkins, Herbalife, et cetera. Uh, That's coming out soon. Our main website is marketdataenterprises.com where you can find tables of contents and descriptions of all our studies. And you can order them there at our online store. Uh, We also offer a free website called dietbusinesswatch.com which is updated daily with weight loss market news, company developments, my blog posts and commentary and other relevant information. So check that website, that's a freebie. You know We have a lot of good yeah. information and analysis. Any new studies that come out by other people and forecasts are, uh, are covered there. Right.
0: I've hung out on that page a little bit, so I can attest to that. And I'm (laughs) appreciative that you do this research so that, um, you know, so we're busy taking care of patients. It's hard to do, hard to do everything. So we're so grateful that you're there and, Uh, you know, really keeping an eye on all of that. Now, you're a busy guy doing all these different things. I always like to include, you know, part of being a healthcare professional or whatnot is to take care of ourselves. And so anytime I have somebody on the show, I always like to talk a little bit about how do you take care of yourself? What's some of your little tips if there's anything that you have to share?
1: Well, I I think uh, the key to my longevity in this profession is that I love it. I just love what I do. It's still interesting to me. It's still, uh, it's still my passion. And like I said, it's like being an investigative journalist where you're putting all the pieces of a puzzle together to, uh, to tell you what's happening in, in a market. And it never gets boring for me because I'm looking at a different industry every two months. It takes us about two months to do a typical report, a little longer for the weight loss report because it's a bigger study. But um, in any given year, I'm looking at six or seven different industries that each have their own characteristics and nuances. So it's just interesting to me. Um, as far as uh, keeping in shape, I like to play golf. I like to bowl. I, I still bowl on a, uh, and on a league. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I like to compete in tournaments and I compete in a league where we have people that are anywhere from 18 years old up to 75 years old (laughs) and uh, bicycle. uh, And you
0: ride your bike, right?
1: You're a bike rider? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, the the weather is good here in Florida. So I like to get out and, and get on the golf course and take bike rides and so forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Florida is pretty. So, wow. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time with your busy schedule, uh, joining me today for the podcast. And uh, we'll have some details about how to reach uh, John's website and all that sort of thing in the show notes. And Mm -hmm. um, anything else that you wanted to share?
1: Not that I can think of, Um, you know, just check uh, dietbusinesswatch.com. All right. uh, see when our report's coming out and you'll have all the details in there. Okay.
0: Well, that sounds great. Everybody. Thanks so much for all you do each and every day, John, thanks for your time again. And until the next time you all have a great day and continue improving the health of your community. Take care.
1: Thank you, Carol.
0: You're welcome.
1: Bye now.